Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming. Might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt. A billion. Whether you're in the hole for $10,000 or $10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code BILL at checkout. Now we have to deal with more death caused by maniacs. That is the subject of this evening's Talking Points Memo. So in a copycat killing, Half Moon Bay, California, 30 miles south of San Francisco on the coast, 67-year-old Chun-Li Zhao, obviously Chinese, all right, kills, murders seven people. Um, nobody knows why. He goes to a mushroom farm and a trucking firm and just guns people down. He's in custody. He used a semi-automatic handgun, but the cops won't tell us if this man had it legally or not. Remember, California is the toughest gun laws in the country, but it doesn't matter because no gun laws are going to work. And I'll explain that in a moment. Anyway, um, the gun that he used, uh, it was semi-automatic handgun, all right? as I said. And um, again, it is a situation where there are 300 million guns in this country on the streets, more than that, probably. And you can easily make a weapon. So this banning of guns is not going to do anything, even if it happened, which it won't, because it's against the Second Amendment. Now, this um, Half Moon Day murder comes right on the heels of Saturday's 11 people killed, nine others wounded, 
in a Lunar New Year massacre by a guy named Hu Contran, 72 years old. First guy, 72. Um, the guy in Half Moon Bay is 67. They're elderly Chinese guys. What's up with that? I don't know. All right. And they're killing mostly other Chinese, although in Half Moon Bay, we don't know the victims yet. Okay, so that obviously Half Moon Bay is a copycat of the terrible things that happened outside of Los Angeles on Saturday. Now, so far this year, 2023, and this is according to the Gun Violence Archive, and that's where we get most of our gun stats. All right. The Gun Violence Archive and from the FBI. So we don't fool around here. We're not taking ideological stats. We're just giving you the truth. So, so far, there have been 39 mass shootings and 70 dead in 24 days. I mean, it's like a war. Now, most of those killed were killed in drug gang shootings. And that's been a constant for the last seven years. Drug gangs just mowing people down. All right, but these two Chinese guys, obviously, this is, these are maniacs, individual maniacs. So it's a two-pronged problem, maniacs and organized drug gangs that are just way off the chart violent. So, um, and by the way, a mass shooting is four victims shot. So again, unbelievable stats. 39 of them so far in 24 days, 70 dead. <laughs> and, and around the world, you can see what the perception of America is. It's a violent, out-of-control society. That's how they see us. All right, so immediately, Governor Newsom of California says that the Second Amendment is a suicide pact. So Newsom is the top progressive governor in the country. What the progressive left wants is not just to ban ARs and AKs and all of that rifle. Every gun. Every gun they want to ban. Maybe they would allow hunting rifles. Maybe. But they want to disarm the entire American population, which would leave us defenseless. And it'll never happen, thanks to the Constitution. Never going to happen. Even the liberal judges are ruling in favor of the Second Amendment because it's fairly clear that Americans have a right to protect themselves with firearms. Um, But Newsom doesn't care about that. Uh, The left says this is the solution to gun violence. Ban them all. That is insane and dishonest. All right. So the progressive left doesn't want to solve the problem. They just want Americans to be more powerless. That's a totalitarian thing. Government more powerful, individual citizens less powerful. So you know the big picture. Republican Party didn't want to do anything about this either. They don't have any solution. The solution, as I have said time and time and time again, I'm sorry to be repetitive, is to federalize all gun crimes. Take it out of the local jurisdictions because they, many of the local jurisdictions, simply will not enforce the law any longer. So if you walk into a 7-Eleven with a firearm and rob the place and you're caught, you go to 
federal court, not New York City, Chicago, L.A. And if you're convicted, you have a mandatory sentence. And it's a harsh sentence. Now, that sends a message to any criminal. You use a firearm, they catch you. All right, it's no longer you're going to walk out. Even if you have an illegal firearm on you and you don't commit a crime with it, it's illegal possession. You go to federal court and then the law will dictate what the mandatory sentences are. So the judges don't have let everybody out. OK, that's the solution to the gun violence problem. It wouldn't eliminate all gun problems. It wouldn't do anything about the loons, about the two Chinese guys. The, uh, they don't care whether guns are federalized or not. But it would take out some of the criminal element. All right, You would see almost immediately, if that law were passed by Congress, a drastic drop in shootings around the country. But the loons are always going to be there. And we're never going to stop them. And that's just a damn shame, but it's the truth. And they'll always get guns, no matter what you do. Now, let me back this up, all right? First, I'm going to use a soundbite from Mayor Eric Adams of New York City. New York City now is leading the league in gun possessions, largest city in the country, all right? Every two-bit criminal's got a gun in this city. Every, okay? Here's what Adam said, go. Then when it comes to guns, this year, 2,386 people were arrested with a gun. Of those, approximately 1,921 are out on the street. Arrested with a gun, out on the street. Gun arrest in custody, 19.5%. Out of custody, over 80%. Over 80% are out on custody. How do you take a gun law seriously when the overwhelming numbers are back on the streets after carrying a gun? Now, that was his best soundbite that he ever made. And the stat that he gave was in August 22. So for the full year 22, gun arrests have got to be over 3,000. I mean, it, it's insane. That's 10 a day. Judges let them out. Albany, the state legislature. No. You know why? Because most of the people carrying the guns illegally are black, young black males. That's why. If they were white supremacists, you, you would have, they, they'd never see the light of day again. But because the New York State Legislature believes the justice system is racist and unjust, they let everybody walk. And that's what we're looking at. Now, Chicago, we can't even get stats. And New York and Chicago have stopped reporting gun crime stats to the FBI. Stop. The FBI can't make them. Justice Department can't make them report. They could say, if you don't report, we're going to cut off some funding, but they'll never do that, okay, because these are liberal cities. So we can't even get stats out of uh, Chicago other than 2021, 
6,000 people were arrested with weapons in 2021. But we don't know where those people are, what happened to them. We don't know. They, they don't exist. Because the governments of New York City and Chicago know that most of these violent criminals are getting away with it. They're right back on, as Adam said. And Adams can't do anything about it because the state has passed the no bail law and the district attorneys won't prosecute even gun crimes. So don't give me this banning gun stuff, Newsom, and L.A. is the same thing. Don't give me that when you won't even enforce the law. It's just off the chart frustrating. Let me give you an example of how insane it is, okay? So there's a rapper, C. Blue, May 2022, all right? Um, He has a gun, a legal gun, and he's menacing. He assaults somebody. The Bronx Supreme Court Justice, Nate Samjay, okay, just dropped it. Just say, I'm not, I'm not going to prosecute. Okay? And that happens time after time after time after time after time. Thousands of times. I'm not going to do it. I don't want to do it. All right. Now, Chicago, a guy named Christopher Mosley. Okay? He's the same thing. All right? So he had uh, a record, a violent record, three counts of aggravated unlawful use of a weapon. It's a felony in Illinois. Charges dropped. No reason. Just drop them. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming. Might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt. A billion. Whether you're in the hole for $10,000 or $10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD. 
877-444-GOLD or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD or text GOLD to 65532. (laughs) Okay, so you all get the picture, right? All it is ban gun stuff, it means nothing. The Republican Party should get behind the federalization of all gun crimes with mandatories for those who are convicted. That's what the Republican Party should do. But it doesn't. Democratic Party, forget it. We're in this situation of mass murder because of them. Because the cities controlled by the left won't prosecute violent crimes. And that's a memo. Democrats are really caught here. They can't support Biden on the documents because of what they did to Trump. So Senators Manchin and Durbin went on the Sunday shows and here's what they said. Go. It's unbelievable how this could happen. It's totally irresponsible and who's at fault. But with that being said, putting it in a political kangaroo court's not going to help. What it should be done is exactly what Merrick Garland did, put the special counsel. Let's wait and see. At its heart, the issue is the same. Those documents should not have been in the personal possession of either Joe Biden or Donald Trump. But what happened and followed from it is significantly different. Oh, he doesn't know that, Durbin. Now, this is what I said on News Nation last week, and I could be wrong about this. I don't think so, but I could be. I don't think Trump or Biden knew what the deuce was in those boxes. I think they were moved out of their uh, office places, moved in to Mar-a-Lago and to the other Biden uh, centers. You know, they're not looking at that stuff. Now, that doesn't excuse it. Doesn't excuse it. And Trump handled it differently. He was defiant. And Biden knew that he had to be, uh, and he's, he hasn't admitted he's wrong. I'll play you sound by a minute. But he knew he had to take a different approach than Trump because he did the same thing as Trump. But I don't think either of them knew. Now, maybe I'll be proven wrong on that, but I doubt it. So here's what Biden says about the whole thing. Go. We're fully cooperating, looking forward to getting this resolved quickly. I think you're going to find there's nothing there. I have no regrets. I'm following what the lawyers have told me they want me to do. It's exactly what we're doing. There's no there there. Thank you. Oh, I hate that cliche. Don't you hate that cliche? When you, if you're going to use no there there, then you just apply it to Biden himself. He's not really there. It's an apparition. Okay? So I have no regrets. And Trump didn't have any regrets either. Where, where do we get to this point where the presidents of the United States, even if they do something that shouldn't have happened, won't say, gee, I wish it didn't happen. Why do we can't get that anymore? I have no regrets. Mm. Yeah. Now, this Rehoboth Beach House thing is bothering me. All right. This is why I have Biden derangement syndrome. It shouldn't bother me this much, but it bothers me. I think it's corruption. So I told my staff, get Talman, 
get them off the ski slopes, ski slopes of uh, Salt Lake, get them in here, former U.S. attorney for Utah. You know, I've made your career. You know, I have made you. <laughs> now I see you on Fox. 100%. I see you with all these pinheads over there. You know, you're a big star. People are going, can I get the little gray and the Talman beard? You know, we, they're going. Uh, we were there before there there was there. That's right. I discovered you. It's like Shirley Temple. Um, all right. Sure. Does this make any sense to you as a former U.S. attorney? As you don't, after all this time, you haven't even gone into the Rehoboth house. Yeah, I'm glad you highlighted it because I think corruption as well, Bill. And I, I, you know, I've dealt with cases. I've been on both sides of the classified document cases, prosecuting them and defending on them. And they take a, a pretty, pretty much a zero tolerance approach with any, uh, anyone else. And they took that approach with with President Trump. And you and I were the first ones to say, you know, they were they were overdoing it and it was going to come back to bite them. And it, it did. And, and now they're stuck. And I, I just want to point out, though, remember, it was the inspector general that got tipped off that Biden might have a document or two. And then they very quietly used private attorneys to go to his uh, pen office, you know, and search. And then they found some and they brought it to DOJ. Every step of the way, it seems as though it's it's more an effort to control a story than it actually is to investigate. And now, with an entire home not having been investigated, the DOJ and the FBI taking a back seat, we're left to say, look, we may not agree or disagree with what you do, but at, please, at least DOJ apply it equally to both sides. Well, they're never going to do that. But shouldn't Merrick Garland be embarrassed? I mean, as the attorney general, he's got to know. Look, if you're a dope dealer and they find 10 pounds of cocaine in one house, you got another house eight miles away, they, they go over to the other house, okay? So, oh, no, no question. Yeah, Merrick Garland can't defend this. Christopher Wray can't defend it. This makes me think that the special prosecutor appointed by Garland to look at Biden, he can't defend it. That means he's incompetent. That means the fix is in, that they don't really want to know the extent of this. I mean, it, it's just like you can't defend it. Why didn't you go over there? Am I wrong? Am yeah, I overhyping and, this? Not, not at all. Remember, the, the special counsel is not really even engaged yet. He, he was going to have 30 days before to wrap up other issues. Um, with his practice. So he's not even engaged in, in calling the shots. So the blame falls squarely. But, but wait, 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 wait. I'm not going to give him a pass because number one, he's already interviewed a few people on this. I know that to be fair. They released it. But number two, all he would have to do as he's disengaging from whatever other thing he was doing is pick up the phone and say, hey, I need somebody to go over to Rehoboth you know, because we need to have what the scope of this is when I walk in the door. It's not unreasonable. I mean, what, how long does that take? Yeah, it's a good point. And, and I would say especially it's reasonable when you have found documents now in multiple locations. Uh, I, you and I, we could absolutely place a bet there's going to be some documents in the Rehoboth house. Yeah, I mean, look, I am so tired of this corruption, which is getting worse and worse and worse. And the American people have got to know it. I mean, I know some don't care. They're more partisan as long as it's uh, their party is put in a favorable light. They don't care what the party does. 
But most Americans are going, this is just outrageous. Now, I, um, I wanted to get you uh, on the record with the FBI. So Trump appointed Christopher Wray. In my opinion, Wray has made the FBI even worse than it was under Comey. I mean, and when you see Ray in testifying in front of the, uh, the uh, in the hearings in Congress, I mean, the guy won't answer a question. He's just a weasel. He comes off as this weaselly guy. He's like Garland. Garland and Ray are like the same. They won't answer questions. They, you know, um, Garland uh, looks nervous. All right, he he's like this, and Ray looks cool. That's the difference. But in the what they're giving the American public is nothing. If you were appointed head of the FBI, and I would do that if I were president, what was if, how would you clean that agency up? How would you do it? Yeah, and, and first of all, I'd love that job because I, I think I'd go in there and acknowledge where we made mistakes and answer honestly what we're doing and reprioritize the FBI. My first move, Bill, and I'm glad you asked this question, the first move would be clean house of all those that are in the executive positions in Washington, D.C., remove them and bring in. There are fantastic resident agents in charge across the country that are running, you know, massive field offices who care more about investigating crime than they do about the politics and replace all those in Washington, D.C. And as soon as you start to do that, you'll see a very different FBI. We had an author on last week who wrote a book about the decline of the FBI who said this all started when Robert Mueller was the chief and he he was given the mandate after 9-11 to track down terrorists that were here in the United States. And he took authority away from the field offices and, and centralized everything in Washington and brought in the swamp creatures to the FBI to run that anti-terror program. I don't know whether that's true or not. I obviously didn't, but it made sense that Mueller was the guy. And then it got out of control with Comey and McCabe and the other people. Do you see it that way? Well, I'm not sure who your guest was, but I would give um, a thousand percent endorsement on that. Think, think for on this fact, Bill, prior to 9-11 and prior to the new mandate of the FBI to root out domestic terrorism, 70% of the FBI was being used on drug interdiction and violent crime across the country, partnering with state and locals to get rid of violent crime. So 70% shift went to domestic terrorism with newfound money, budget. They had to justify all that new focus. And that's what they've done. And it's, it's creeped. It continues to creep into average American citizens' lives as we see them you know, develop into an, an intelligence agency rather than a law enforcement agency. Yeah, and then they align with the, the anti-Trump movement and the rest, as we know, is history. All right, Brett, thank you very much for coming on and uh, stay safe out there in Utah. We'll talk to you again soon, I hope. Thanks, Bill. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast, politics by faith. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. 
the Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. So I'm going over uh, the internet sites, news sites this morning, as I usually do. Um, and I see um, something from A&W Root Beer. Now, I don't drink soda anymore, but at one time I really liked root beer. And I drank A&W. So they have a bear, Rudy the Bear. That's their advertising person. So I see a report on the internet that says they're going to put pants on Rudy the Bear. And I just rolled my eyes. I believe the report. <laughs> I believed it. Now, if I, if I can be suckered, you can imagine it with everybody else. So my producer is smarter than me. And she says, I don't know about this. It turns out it was a, a joke. That A&W is shrewd enough, put that out, knowing the Internet, just publish it, okay? Get all the publicity free and get people riled up. Now, I wasn't riled up. I just go, bears don't wear pants. But bears don't wear shirts either, and Rudy has a shirt. So anyway, um, it was a fake. But I'm sure people got riled. Now, this comes off the M&M's thing which I totally ignored because I know what this is. This is a fabricated story that means nothing but gets Mars chocolates big publicity. So the M&M's thing was that uh, they're getting doing away with all these polarizing M&M's advertising mascots who I don't care about at all. I don't eat M&M's because it's too much sugar. But what's wrong with them? I don't know. Are they going to put somebody in heels? I forget it. I knew it was bogus. But do you know how much publicity M&M's got from this? So they got a new ad going on in the Super Bowl, and I think it's uh, not with them. They, got a, they hired, uh, what's her name, the Saturday Night Live woman. Tell me in my ear where her name is. Um, she's very funny. Maya Rudolph. Very funny. Well, I think the most of all the females. I, I don't know. There are a couple of really good ones. But Amaya is the new spokesperson for M&M's. Now, all of this um, commercial stuff and politically correct stuff generates publicity for the product. But you can get hurt going into this political arena. So joining us now from Montgomery, Alabama, is Dr. Alan Mendenhall, associate dean of the Sorrell College of Business at Troy University. And, you know, he knows this world. So if you were a CEO of any major corporation, how would you handle, you know, the social media trumped up controversies? You stay away, you embrace it like A&W root beer. What do you do? Well, I think actually one of the big problems is that these boards of directors are getting pressure from uh, asset management firms and other institutional investors that are actually pushing corporations to the left 
And a lot of CEOs are just at companies for a short amount of time. So say you know you're just going in there for four or five years and you're going to be out looking for the next thing. Well, you can make all kinds of decisions that actually aren't that profitable for your company. In fact, the entire shift from shareholder primacy to the stakeholder model is predicated on this idea that shareholders, maximizing profits for shareholders is an old fashioned way of doing business and that we need to redefine business to account for the interest of all kinds of stakeholders. Well, stakeholders is a vague term that can be defined in any way. So a CEO could come in and say, look, we need to do X, Y, and Z because all these stakeholders may be affected by uh, climate change or some sort of environmental issue. And then you can institute policies and procedures that may make yourself more palatable to the media that may make your company look um, suitably leftist. But that's but, what happened uh, at Disney, means, right? That's what Disney did. So, oh, it's, it's happened so many times. And in well, fact, but the that's most recent... The, that's the poster boy for a lesson at Troy University. I mean, you got Disney, which markets to every American who has children, all right? And then all of a sudden, it's pushing a very controversial public school issue about indoctrinating children into subjects they can't possibly understand. Disney says that's good. That's the don't say gay thing. And in doing so, Disney harmed its brand beyond redemption for at least in the short term. And they got Chapik, the CEO, fired for doing it. But you would think that if Chapik was a good businessman, he would know just what you stated, Dean, that, hey, if you're going to take a political stance, you're going to alienate somebody, right? That's exactly right. And you'll find that you have to imagine the situation. Let's just say half of America is conservative and half of America is on the political left or progressive. Well, you would know that wading into politics is going to alienate a certain number of people, a certain fraction of the U.S. population. Well, why would any companies do this? Well, it's because we're starting to have financial uh, and institutional incentives that are trying to push companies to the left. And my biggest example of that is just this ESG movement, the environmental, social, and governance movement, which of course can mean two things. In one sense, it's just a framework or strategy that individual corporations undertake internally, but more broadly, it is uh, the non-financial standards, metrics, and factors that asset management firms, uh, financial, uh, uh, financial institutions, and institutional investors consider when they allocate capital or assess risk. Now, these uh, factors are pushing companies to the left. Um, and you see institutional investors, the big, the big three are Black, BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard. Um, they hold over 20% of the equity of S&P 500 uh, companies. And now we have, um, you know, trading has, is very different. You know, 100 years ago, buying stocks and things like that was just becoming widespread. It was only in the 80s and 90s that we started having 401ks and those types of things. Um, now, institutional investors have gotten huge. They, they hold so, around 80%. So institutional investors that buy a lot of stock, okay? Yes. In their funds, they are telling CEOs, hey, you better embrace climate change or we're not going to buy your stock? Well, here's what happened just yesterday, Bill. Just yesterday, Newsmax was yanked from DirecTV. So AT&T owns roughly 70% of the shares of uh, DirecTV. But you have a small hedge fund, 
that is an activist investor. They're called activist investors. And their job is to go out and buy as many shares in publicly traded companies as they can and deliberately push these companies politically to the left. By threats? Is that how they push them? By threatening by them? So by they, saying, they, we're going to dump your, your, your stock unless you dump Newsmax? Is that what's yeah, happening? They, they have uh, shareholder proposals that they issue. They write reports. They go to the media. And they, vote, they, they exercise their proxy voting power. So all these thousands and thousands of beneficiaries of these funds, they're the intermediaries. And wow. they're, they're, those people, you know, the, there's actually a breach of fiduciary duty that's going on because- And they're manipulating the markets. They're, they're manipulating the markets for political gain. I mean, that should be that's an right. SEC uh, concern, Securities well, and Exchange it, it, Commission. In fact, you know, they're, they're, the SEC is actually, because of this, considering some proposed regulations that would force companies to disclose ESG factors. But we know that right now, the way these investments are being done, they violate federal case precedent. They violate uh, Delaware law, where a lot of these companies are incorporated, which places a, a huge right. emphasis uh, on shareholder primacy. And they violate the Employment Retirement Income Security Act, ARISA, because a lot of this money that's being invested comes from state pension money well it's got to uh, be they've got us they've got to litigate it then and i know this newsmax thing is in congress now we'll see how it goes dean very enlightening thank you very much for helping us out we appreciate it thanks bill thanks okay. for having me on trump back on facebook and instagram um the ban has been listed uh lifted since he's been uh, reinstated on twitter he hasn't he hasn't uh tweeted all right he still uses truth social but if you I told you I'm not going to do these polls because they're bogus now. Trump versus Biden, Trump versus DeSantis. They don't mean anything. But since uh, Trump has pulled back a little, you know, he hasn't really been as bombastic. It certainly hasn't been out there. No rallies, that, that kind of stuff. His numbers have gone up. Particularly after the document thing. So his numbers are going up. So I hope he sees that. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe in May you can, but let them kill themselves. Let the opposition to you, Mr. President, they're destroying themselves. Don't interfere with that. Don't give them a diversion. But I, I've been tracking it and I could see it. But again, those polls really don't mean anything. All right. Now, this is a, another fascinating story you will hear nowhere else, which is why you are watching and listening to the No Spin News. So Half Moon Bay a shooter, 66-year-old Chunli Zhao, uh, is a Chinese national, not an American citizen. OK. And he assassinates seven people and one is in critical condition. So it could be eight. Now, this guy came over, but. No one can tell us when he came to the United States, under what circumstances he came here, whether he's here legally or not. We tried everything. Nobody knows. Or if they know, they're not saying. I suspect the man does not even speak English. He had to have a Mandarin translator in a courtroom. I suspect he is an illegal immigrant sheltered by the state of California. Now, I could be wrong. This is a guess. 
But they know who this guy is. They know if he's legal or not. And they're buttoning up, both the locals and the feds. They're not saying. That tells me he's in this country illegally. All right. He's also got, uh, you know, a rap sheet. So in 2013, um, he was in some kind of trouble for some low-level beef. But in California, it doesn't matter. But we're keeping our eye on his story. It's got to come out sometime. Is the guy an illegal alien or not? Simple question. They know. They will not say. New poll by Emerson. Emerson is not a good polling agency. It's wrong almost all the time. Um, the question, should President Biden be the Democratic nominee in 24, rather see somebody else? 58% of Democrats, this is a Democrat-only poll, say, yes, we want Biden, somebody else 42. So I don't know anybody now that is supporting Biden. All my liberal friends who did support him against Trump, they've bailed on Biden. Okay, they haven't bailed on hating Trump. It's always, no, I don't like what Biden's doing, but Trump would have been worse. That's what the mantra is. But then I don't know anybody. Now, maybe they're hiding it from me because they know that I have Biden derangement syndrome, that I might lose it at any moment. But I don't know anybody, any Democrat now, supporting Biden. Is he so bad? He's so terrible at his job. But in this poll, says 58% of Democrats think he's doing a good job. They want, him, they want more Biden. I don't believe the poll. I think there's a hardcore 40, 45% of ideologues, all right, Democratic ideologues, and just stupid people. It's a combination. 40, 45 in there that think Biden's okay. Mike Pence says he uh, has classified documents in his Indiana home. Now, this story is really good for me. Okay, so Mike Pence says, oh, I have classified documents, too. So I guess they're all looking. You know, I wonder if Obama's looking because he's got them. I guarantee you he's got them either in his home or in the library, building big Obama library in Chicago. Um, So this basically Pence says that a lawyer, his lawyer discovered a dozen documents. Okay. This is exactly what I said from the very beginning on this story. None of these guys, Trump, Biden, Pence, and whoever else, knew what was in the boxes when the boxes were packed up, put on a truck, and shipped out from the White House or the old executive office building where the vice president toiled. They didn't know. They didn't look at the documents. It's so obvious. Okay, this story is bogus. Nobody's going to go to jail. I mean, it's embarrassing for Biden because he condemned Trump so heartily on 60 Minutes. And now Biden did the same exact thing and says, oh, I have no regrets. That was a big mistake. Trump doesn't have any regrets either, but that we expect that from Donald Trump. But a sitting president who condemns Trump and then finds out he's doing the same thing and he doesn't have any regrets? Come on. It's ridiculous. It's absurd. 
So this whole thing is falling apart. The stories, I know they're doing it on talk radio and Fox doing a lot of it. It's going nowhere. What will be interesting to find out is the walkthrough on how this thing evolved. And the House committee will do that. All right, they'll bring in the people who pack the boxes and something like that. But it's going nowhere. Okay, this is a story that it caught me by surprise. Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, left wing, Ford Foundation, extremely left wing, combined, funneled $39 million to China in 2021. Both of those foundations, if you're stupid enough to don't give them money, some of that money went to China. And not for humanitarian causes. No. It went to uh, things like the Communist Party's, um, let's see here, there's a whole list of where it went. Um, Communist agencies and universities that conduct military research got money. Military research Um, and other non-charitable things. Into the medical realm to cover up COVID, I guess. Anyway, this is uh, based on reporting from the Washington Free Beacon. You can go there and see it. It's pretty outrageous. There's no law against it. If you want to donate money to the Communist Party in China, you can. Your money. But that, you know, Bill Gates, is. I, they give a lot of money to good causes, too. So let's be fair. But I think his reputation is shot. I really do. Final thought of the day, um, journalists are lazy. I don't know how that happened. When I was coming up, I worked my butt off and so did my peers and competitors. I mean, we worked hard. Now it's like, oh, I I don't know. So therefore, I cruised around the cable news uh, networks last night. I don't do that often. I'm too busy to do it. But it was the documents, the documents, the documents. It was the only thing that was new was Pence, um, who conducted a search after Trump got in trouble. He had his lawyers come in and look, he has a few classified in Indiana. Okay, that's it. What is that? A two, three minute story? But they're doing 20, 30 minutes. And I'm getting mail. I'm getting mail from people going, oh, what about that? What about that? What about that? The big part of this story is the overreaction of the raid to Mar-a-Lago by the FBI and that Rehoboth, the beach house for Biden, hasn't been searched. That's it. None of these guys are going to be held accountable in any way. You got your special prosecutors. You got your congressional committees. It isn't going to happen. If Hillary Clinton could get away with what she did, erasing stuff, documents, all right, it's just inconceivable that Trump, Biden, or Pence, nothing's going to happen. So why are we wasting our time on this? Report what happens and then get into stories that are, should be told like we did tonight. You didn't know about the Philly DeSantis thing, did you? Again, bill at BillOReilly.com, name in town. If you knew about it, let me know. I mean, if you're in Philly, you might have known about it, but, you know, they're lazy. And they just go the same stuff, the same guests, the same panels. Ah, come on, shape up. Thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News. I'll see you tomorrow.
Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming. Might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt. A billion. Whether you're in the hole for $10,000 or $10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you.